Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, everyone, with J.C. Hall looking in the chat room. Already, look at this. Allentown, Pennsylvania, SoCal, and uh, Indiana present in the YouTube chat room. I haven't been able to pull up the uh, face the Facebook chat room just yet, so we'll see who's in there. Um, you got my mic where are you where it needs to be? All right. <laughs> I guess. Jay-Z's been what is going on with me today? Am I just particularly loud today? Uh, Maybe I'm know. ramped up or something. I don't know. So in the chat room here at uh, Facebook, we've got uh, Plant City, Florida. Plant City, Florida, Knoxville, Iowa. I was going to say Tennessee, but you know there's a Knoxville, Iowa. Knoxville, Iowa, Greeley, Colorado, uh, Washington State again. So glad to have everybody from all across the country. I want to say hi to, uh, we're li- are we a little blurry? I want to say hi to uh, our people in Germany, JC. Believe it or not, in the UK, in Germany, all across the globe people are joining in and listening to us uh, whether it be live or at a later time and date so we want to say thank you to everybody joining us on on those flat platforms you know JC I feel particularly motivated today to just simply say thank you to strike TV thank you to strike TV and the crew at strike TV who have who've come up alongside us and made our life so much nicer. So if you have an opportunity to support other things that Strike TV is doing, this is not an inter this is not an endorsement of those programs, but an endorsement of Strike TV. And we are really, really grateful to have them alongside us. So JC, I have a little legislative update before we get into the meat of the show today. Kay. Portland, Oregon, Connecticut. Ah, audio just flipped and got more clear. Okay. There you go, JC. JC's messing with our audio over here, trying to it's fix us. It's mine. It's your mic? Yeah, again. Again. So you said that <laughs> other one's coming in next week, right? Supposedly? Yeah, yeah yes. Monday or Tuesday right. next week? That You mean the, the on-the-road set? <clears throat> no, the other one that I ordered. That, so oh, I, I don't know when that one's coming. Probably best I can get it right now, so I hope that's... Hope that's not too bad. So, everybody, while we're having this interlude, I want to remind you to, uh, where am I? There. I want to remind you to hit the subscribe button that's right there. Hit that subscribe button so whenever we go on live, just in case JC and I might get a wild hair and have some kind of emergency extra, extra report, you will actually get notices right away. Make sure that you hit that thumbs up. Don't wait until you leave because you might forget. And when you hit that thumbs up because you're here in the room with us now, uh, you hit that thumbs up. Then you can make sure uh, that you help us override the uh, algorithm censoring. I got censored today on Facebook, JC. Yeah, I... I got censored today on Facebook. That one was kind of understandable to me. They didn't censor, but they didn't censor Kathy Griffith's picture when she was holding her bloody head. No, they didn't at that time, for sure. So that's that's the whole deal. No, the question would... I guess, really, the... 
the measure would be do they you know would they censor the left some lefty with yeah. the same kind of see that's thing. the point would they which allow is, which is Kathy Griffiths right yeah at that time again I don't know if they're doing it differently now than then yeah um, but yeah they did so let me but, show but you know I can understand so you explained this on the show when you had the picture yeah. if I see that on Facebook it looked like a couple lynchings yeah I don't necessarily right. know those are effigies well but and I, I may not necessarily want my kids to see something like right, that right right so, in fact, we probably should put a disclaimer. This is not a kid's show. Well, this 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 show actually already has a a YouTube disclaimer that says yeah. not designed for kids. Right. So this won't be a kid show. But anyway, this is uh, this is what the meme says. And even in the post, JC, I explain that these are effigies. Mm -hmm. If you can't see that this is an effigy, you think this is a person? Come on now, let's be crazy. Well, people look on small screens. I mean, there's so many. Looking on phones and stuff. Come yeah. on, get, I mean, get, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, this I'm is. I'm saying, I I looked. This is JC talking. Yeah. I looked on a small screen. Yeah. If I didn't know what I already knew. Yeah. I, I didn't know those were effigies. So I'm I'm just saying. Yeah. I can understand that. Now, in amongst all these pictures, the one that they didn't censor back when it happened, which is the Catholic which is Griffin the thing, worst one, is yeah is horrendous i mean yes. it's much more gruesome and, and and offensive yes absolutely still free speech right but if you're talking about and it seemed like they were alleging that they're censoring it because of you know sensibility sake right then you should censor that right exactly i wish you know there was a way that perhaps you could say which i don't think you should censor any of them right. but i i actually like the way i don't know if facebook has this but i i do like the way you know, you as the user on Instagram can put, uh, uh, you know, like some kind of cover or whatever. I, I, right. I don't know if maybe they do that. The censors do that too, but you can actually put a warning on your post. Yeah, you know? that's what I was saying. I, I, I don't you want could some have third grader stumbling you, upon. If you you have a double click, if you want to, yeah. this this image is uh, has some explicit graphics or something on it. If yeah. you wish to see it, then click here which would yeah, make no, people look at it even right. more now i'm just again <laughs> I'm, like, i was just, like yeah i want yeah and i was just material. trying to you know i'm yeah. trying to think from yeah the framework of the completely uninformed completely ignorant i mean you want to reach reach those people just from that sense i mean yeah i, I know what it is i yeah. can tell what it is but i'm i'm saying that but you don't that's get not triggered easily wildly so. out of you know that's not out Outrageous to me, like I have something fishy's going on. But in relation to what they allow mm -hmm. the lefties to get away with, right? That's when you go, wait a minute, there's a problem here. Right, right. So, well, and right, exactly. Everything that the for. lefties get away with is just cra crazy. Just be consistent. Just, just be consistent. Or here's the thing: just come out and say, "This is Facebook, and we are a leftist platform." Right. And we will be a leftist platform. Don't yeah. don't stop pretending you're don't not. blow smoke up my butt and tell me I'm you know, we're here for everybody. And fine, you want to be a leftist platform, then be a leftist platform, but just be honest about it, okay? And I'm not we talked about this yesterday very briefly, but we've talked about this in detail in other places. I'm not the one that's asking the government or the federal government to regulate Facebook or Twitter. I'm just asking you to be consistent. Conservatives okay? are. We we've we've actually done not constitutionalists a couple of shows on this you have to go back and look them up you want to hear the argument again we talked about the 
what is it, Section 230, the publisher versus platform, mm -hmm. blah, blah, the, blah. The Decency Act. Yeah, so, so that's the conservative argument that's being pushed right now is, uh, you know, I want speech to be free that the government says can be free. Right. And I want the government to say Twitter speech can't be free so we can control it. So, you know, it's free speech for the right, but, you know, if I can target the left, then constitution be damned so uh, it's you know it's crazy it's just it's the it's crazy Asinine the way argument. these people speak and i'm just reminded okay so i'll get to the legislative update in just a, a second issue. it is a contract issue right. i Not mean a it, constitution issue. It, it's it's a it's yeah it's a different kind of contract issue but it's mm -hmm. not a licensing issue um right. here's the thing uh i it's i did my public comment on the emergency propaganda group meeting here today at Hillsborough this because they have them every Thursday now uh, they're called the emergency planning group they go by the moniker EPG but I always call them the emergency propaganda group because that's what they are and we're seeing a transition in this group of of even the members of the group getting tired they're getting weary of all of this they're yeah. worn down they're ready to be done with the exception of a few Right. So uh, I'm not going to get into this this show. Maybe I'll get into it maybe tomorrow. But the, the mayor of Tampa once <laughs> the mayor of Tampa is trying to pad the emergency planning group the way Eisenhower tried to pad, pad the Supreme Court. We need more members to represent Tampa. Right. So we got to have unequal representation for Tampa over everybody in the rest of the entire county. Isn't that the. Isn't that the, the, the way these urban areas think? We deserve more than everybody else in the county. It's that arrogance of these urban areas that, that, and it's a chicken or the egg, isn't it? Did the urban areas become arrogant or did the style of politics that you have elected in the urban areas bring the arrogance into the politics you notice how i danced around that whole political label right it's just because we're always dealing with this this battle between urban and ag yeah. and and rural right the clash of cultures the clash of cultures so anyway one of the members of the emergency propaganda group our emergency propaganda group refuse to enforce to force masks because we rode them hard and so one of the members now wants to say hey uh what we need to do now is pass a regulation that says we can't uh that businesses can't deny an employee the right to wear a mask so if the business owner wants someone to not wear a mask then we can bring criminal charges against the business owner for not letting someone wear a mask. And so now we've got this whole flipped paradigm. You have a right to wear a mask. Hmm. And so that's, just watch where this is going. Here's your legislative update. Well, the law's still on the books that it's illegal here. Yeah, yeah, right. It's still illegal in the state of Florida to wear a mask over the age of 16 while engaging in commerce. Yeah. All right, so uh, we talked about this yesterday, but this is a legislative update, and it's a pretty cool legislative update. The, gover the governor of Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker, has been ordered by Justice Kavanaugh 
to respond by 8 p.m. today in regard to the to the state's threat to bulldoze churches for health violations. So our friends at Liberty Council have brought forward an emergency injunction and the emergency injunction goes straight to the Supreme Court. Now how this works, JC, is each Supreme Court justice is assigned a circuit to deal with emergency cases. Mm -hmm. So what could happen is Kavanaugh is assigned to the Seventh Circuit and Kavanaugh could independently order without the rest of the Supreme Court the injunction being put in place or to stay the injunction. He could do that. Or he could say this is too complex of a matter. We need to pull all the rest of the justices in to do this. So the governor of Illinois has by 8 p.m. tonight to respond to Justice Kavanaugh in regarding in regard to the injunction filed by Liberty Council to uh, prevent, uh, can you say this out loud? Prevent the state from bulldozing churches for having church. Hmm. It's not like they have rats. It's not like they're, they're breeding plague in their building. There's no evidence whatsoever that anybody is sick at all. There's no evidence of anything. So what happens now? And there's not going to be any presentation of evidence. That's what's, what Liberty Council is trying to explain to us. No presentation of, of evidence whatsoever. And the state's just going to come and bulldoze the, the churches. Unbelievable. I had the pleasure of speaking to one of the pastors of the Romanian churches that today, I mean, just got off the phone with them before this meeting, uh, regarding regarding this so i'm i'm just calling out to all those people who pray out there today this is my prayer that justice kavanaugh not get one second of sleep until he finds in favor of this injunction very good that's 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 my prayer today you know jc i i wonder i i always hesitate with my titles because we're such a a people that judge books by covers and certain emotional topics people don't uh they don't want to they don't want to be involved in them they don't want to bother with them they don't or they want to be secure in their own personal you know uh, i don't know what that's called security or bias or whatever so when I named the show, Why Do Bad Officers Remain Undetected and Unaccountable? You know what occurred to me, JC? What's that? Nobody is intimidated to talk about bad lawyers. Nobody's intimidated to talk about bad doctors. Right. People will admit that there are bad lawyers. People will admit that there are bad doctors. People will admit that there are bad chefs. There are bad restaurants where people get food poisoning. There are bad uh, plumbers. There are bad electricians. We have Angie's list to point out the bad contractors. Why is it such a faux pas? Why is it such a socially discouraged thing to talk about bad officers? I think we need a new George's list. A George's list. A George's list that shows you. Now, what was interesting, hey, this is like two days in a row, JC. 
The day before ye yesterday, you had me listening to Sean Hannity. Today, <laughs> I was listening to Rush Limbaugh, mm -hmm. right? In the truck, Rush, listening to Rush Limbaugh. And what I found refreshing was that Rush Limbaugh said a, f a couple of, of things. You weren't in the truck at the time, so you didn't get to hear them. But uh, Rush Limbaugh said that he was weeping when he saw what happened to Mr. George. He said he was watching the video and weeping and thinking, this man is not going to be alive in five minutes. How, how do I even watch this? And then he said something that you've been saying on social media. He says, our police departments, our cities have become so politicized. What we have now are political ideologies that drive how our departments work. And you've been kind of saying that when you said, you know, we've been infiltrated by the deep state. We've been infiltrated by the this this you could probably say it better than I do because I don't have it memorized, which you had written down there. But that that this mentality has infiltrated our police departments. And I I just wonder if that has to do with this, that this has gone unrecognized and unnoticed because people won't talk about i mean my goodness we talk about bad pastors how, how do you how do you carve out a profession of society well we're going to give 10 reasons why yeah well i i read those reasons but i but i think that that those reasons are created by something they are the creation and they are a product of something yeah yeah lack of righteousness yeah well I just don't understand why lack of righteousness would affect just one segment of the population. Do you have some videos for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is the question that we're looking at today, that we're talking about. Um, this is uh, the mayor of Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. So that's what he says in response to what we're talking about. Why is the man who killed George Floyd not in jail? If you had done it, or I had done it, we would be behind bars right now. And I cannot come up with a good answer to that question. We can. And we made that argument, I've made that argument ad nauseum. And we didn't talk about this yesterday, or I didn't talk about this yesterday because I wasn't capable of talking about it yesterday. Um, you, wouldn't want, you wouldn't have wanted me talking about it yesterday. But we, we talked about that many, many times. Uh, the things that, you know, you see the officer shoot somebody and you're put on leave or you go home, whatever. A, a, a civilian shoots somebody, you go to jail and they figure it out. Right. They investigate while you're sitting in jail. They're investigating. And, and this. And here's the thing. Even when and I this is as 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 an attorney, what I tell people all the time, even if you are clearly acting in self-defense. And I mean, no question. Yeah. This is self-defense. You will be arrested and you're taken. still likely to be arrested. You are st no, you will be arrested. I have yeah. not yet seen in 20 years especially as we move forward in a society that is 
has has these aversion to guns to begin with, right? You have this this is a guarantee. Even if you're absolutely guaranteed that it was self-defense and everybody looks everybody witnesses, self-defense, self-defense, you are going to be arrested and charged to the point where the prosecutor has to make a decision. Yeah. So this guy's either lying or not really, in my opinion, not qualified to be mayor. If you, if this is your position, well, he's probably not a lawyer. It doesn't matter. I well, mean, that's the problem. People don't. But see, people don't understand that about the legal no, system, I JC. They just don't I, know I don't, that. No, I don't care. If you're the leader of the city and you're saying this guy's not in jail, and I don't have an answer for that, okay, you're fired. We don't need leaders like that. I mean, this. Look at this problem. If you don't have answers for that question, if you don't know why he's not in jail. You're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be in that position. So was this guy Come a police on. officer or a deputy? Police officer. So then he is the police officer's boss. Right. He doesn't know why he's in jail. He doesn't know jail. why he's in jail. So, I mean, that's why I asked that on the air. So you ten know? reasons. We probably won't have time to get through these, but ten reasons. Uh, number number one, in no particular order. Uh, but I put number one because I think it's... Number one. I think it's number one. I Absolutely. Think it's, the, it's the biggest impediment. Okay, I'm going to frame it this way. The biggest impediment to holding bad cops accountable, police unions. Mm -hmm. Number one. So I don't say it's the reason, right? But it's the biggest reason why they do this or whatever is Mm -hmm. different. I mean, different. Why they're unaccountable and undetected. Why they're unaccountable. And undetected. So that's, that's at the top of the list. See, what we have to realize that most of these officers, and I'm just going to say this out loud because people just, you know, they they don't hear well when we talk about issues like this. We are not saying every officer is bad. We're not saying... All officers are bad. What we're saying is there are bad cops, okay? There are bad officers. And so we don't have to... We don't have to condemn. I'm not going to say that every doctor is bad, but there are doctors that commit malpractice and kill people. Okay? I can't tell. People have statistics, JC, of the thousands of people who die a year because a doctor is bad. So we, we just have, we have to get that out of the way. But here's the I'm thing. I'm glad you did because I'm not letting it come out of my mouth. I don't, I don't even care. I don't even care to countenance that argument. It's so well. freaking ignorant. Well, nobody said all cops are bad. And 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 here's the thing about that. Well, but okay, when you say plural, then you no, but come on, no, but come on, no, but here's the argument. It's a small minority. Oh, okay, then then it's easy, no problem. Yeah, this is, if yeah. it's such a freaking small minority, then this should be easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. What's your hesitancy of dealing with such a small minority? And that goes back to what I said in the beginning. The hesitancy. Why don't we want to deal with this? Yeah. Why can't we deal with this as as sentient, as as moral beings in a society? Why can't we deal with this? I'm looking at our numbers. The very title that I put up here. People are not going to be watching this show. And they're going to sit around and not get the... Why can't we talk about this? I will tell you, as a prosecutor, why... Bad officers go undetected and unaccountable, JC, is because of the unions first and foremost. I've been particularly 
particularly personally involved with bad officers and tried to do something about it. And the only thing that happened to the one bad officer that I got involved with was they moved. He moved. They, they, they dismissed him and he moved and that's because, because the unions wouldn't do anything. So now... It's not about the unions not doing anything. No, I mean, the unions, the unions wouldn't let them do anything. Right, they prohibit. Right. So the, the problem is the unions are allowed to basically create a separate system of law for their members. Do you, most people maybe don't know this, right? But not only did that officer, and I'm not talking to you out of, you know, out of thin air. I'm, I'm talking about an experience that I lived in, okay? This man was a danger to society. He had, he had viciously stalked a woman in our community. And I tried to prosecute him and could get nowhere. Could get, no, you remember that, right? Could get nowhere. So the end result was that he was, he was allowed to leave and find a new job. Well, the union put a gag order so that the police chief couldn't even tell the new police chief that was hiring what happened because he hadn't been officially charged with anything. So how a union can dictate, I mean, you have a union controlling the, the, uh, the uh, what did you say, sheriff or, or police chief? Police chief. Um, Not the sheriff. This was, a, so this was a police chief thing. And that's the mo majority of these things I see are police force. They're not right. the sheriffs. So, so beyond the fact that no public employee should have unions anyway. There should be no public no. sector unions. But no. in the very least, that's the whole apple, right? So yeah. if we want to take a bite out of the apple, in the very least, because we want to drop in solutions here, in the very least... Um, it, it, unions need in every state and, and I unions. think federally need to be prohibited. This needs to be outlawed. They need to be prohibited from making their own laws for their members. Yeah. You basically have we live under one set of laws and then and then they are covered but by you know the what union. They'll Just do like the mayor said. So why why is it this guy shot someone, right? So Forget uniforms, forget names, whatever. A person, uh, not shot, a person killed another person, all right? Under, like you said, other circumstances, the person who is the murderer or alleged murderer at that point would be in jail. In this case, he's not. Why? So what the law says for us doesn't apply to him because... The, the police uh, force and leadership and government have to bow to the rules that they're able to negotiate mm -hmm. that govern the police officers mm -hmm. to move them out from under the laws that we, we live by. Well, these, the, the rules... That's these, what the unions are allowed to these do. These negotiated rules are even unreasonable because the police chief himself said the, the means of submission were against protocol for our department. We are, we not only do not allow this kind of hold of someone, we actually teach against that particular hold of someone. I want to, I want to jump over this one. Go to the. So why do p bad officers remain undetected and unaccountable? Reason number two. Number one, police unions. So this is reason number two, which I added three, but because it connects to the other one, um, the prosecution. And the law enforcement, the officers, uh, 
and the government, they're all the same team. Mm -hmm. It's all one thing. So they get to investigate themselves. They get to decide, you know, whether this violated policy, not not violated policy, uh, and 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 then sort of two A, uh, because so many times the prosecutors are look at themselves as on the same teams with the cops. One little trick the prosecutors do, if this stuff ever does see a light of day, they overcharge, so that they set the case up for failure ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, like if, you know, like this for instance, uh, you would probably have, uh, proving intent, right? Proving premeditated murder, very difficult, very high bar. You could probably get this guy for manslaughter or, or something like that, mm -hmm. right? But many times the prosecution will charge, you know, a first degree murder or something higher so that, that they, know they, they know they can't meet mm -hmm. the bar, so they know they're going to lose. Now, the people in the community, because they don't understand, that yeah, charge, throw the book at them. They, they fall for it because they want, give me the highest charge. They don't realize that by taking the highest charge, you're being set up for these cops to go free. Yeah. So, so that's number two and two A. You have all on the same team, and so there's no accountability. But reality, that. JC, so they're not on the same team. That's, no, they're, that's they're not the, supposed to, no, but that's, that's how they function. Right, but that's the errant ideology that we teach today. They're actually two different departments of government. Sure, but they're all government. The, right, but, but they're supposed to be. The separation of powers that is created creates the check and balance. The officers are the executive branch. Prosecutors are the judicial branch. Mm-hmm. Okay, in Florida, we violate separation of powers by making our prosecutors who are the judicial branch sworn law enforcement officers. Right. Which which promulgates that that lie, that that misconception of we're all on the same team. No, the prosecution is part of the judicial branch. The officers are the executive branch and the system is set up to be a check and balance. But because, once again, we don't teach civics and we don't teach the people how government's supposed to really work. What we do is we sit back and we, we think, you know, well, they're all on the same team. But you legally mean, they're not. And then you look at some of these places that have had problems and have created what they call independent citizen accountability boards or whatever. Mm -hmm. You look at the makeup of these things. It includes the mayor, uh, usually usually the police chief himself, uh, and a bunch of former law enforcement officers, and, you know, all this. And that's, that's, that's the accountability board. Couple, you know, regular citizens, whatever. Uh, and then in many cases, they end up getting paid by the government well, to those, do that. Yeah, those boards. So now you got to keep the government agents happy to keep that money. Yeah. I mean, those, those, worthless. Those citizen accountability boards are part of the solution. Yeah. But they are only the solution, and I'm going to be very clear about this, if they are an independently elected body. They have to be chosen by the people of the community like the, like the county commissioners. They can't be appointed by government or anyone in government because then that's nepotism. That's, that's governmental nepotism, and you're going to get that problem. So the only way a, commu a, a citizen accountability board will work is if they are truly citizens. 
Well, and that brings me to... I mean, just plain citizens people, that are elected. Residents. Yeah. But that brings me to number three. Number three. The juries. Why do bad officers remain undetected and unaccountable? The juries. How many times have we seen this stuff? And I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of tricks and caveats in this. But you see it go to, they'll throw it to, the, to grand juries. And uh, you look at these, this outrageous uh, things and then the juries, uh, the, the, the people are so ignorant and so biased, uh, which is another point. Uh, that, I mean, they, they say, oh, no, 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 this is, it, it was justified and, and uh, they should have done so this. Let's so go back to what I said when we started. Problems with the people. In Why a, a don't the people talk about bad police officers, yep. bad officers, the way they talk about bad doctors, bad plumbers? You know, what is that? That's some kind of That's deep, deep-seated. That's okay. number seven. Number four, JC, why do bad officers but remain the, but undetected the other part of that, speaking of the juries, which you talk about, jury nullification. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things, um, you know, they foist all this nonsense into these trials and into the courtroom and make people believe that they have to follow uh, garbage laws. Mm -hmm. And in many, case, uh, many cases, outlaw uh, you know, make illegal anyone suggesting otherwise. That, right. That you you are, uh, you know, you are an individual. Um, you're independent. Mm -hmm. You can virtuously decide this is an unrighteous law that nobody should be prosecuted under. Marty says they just now arrested all five officers. They should they should have. They were fired. But but again, that's the thing. Would you? What is this? How long has this been now? Two days. Mm -hmm. Would that happen to me? Would that happen to you? It wouldn't. No. So it's a completely different no. system. You, you know, oh, man, you killed that guy? Uh, all right, just go ahead and go to the house. Uh, we'll, we'll call you, and you can come in tomorrow and give your statement. Mm -hmm. Right? That's another thing that happens with police officers. They send them home. The police officer comes in the next day, all of him and his buddies. They give their statements mm -hmm. after the fact, after they've you know, maybe been able to get together and make sure everybody's on the same page. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen to us. You can that's go what home. The F that's what the FBI did to win with Lavoy yeah. Finnegan. That's what the FBI, they, they executed Lavoy Finnegan. They executed that man. And then they allowed the uh, Oregon Police Department and the FBI to all go home and corroborate their stories so they could all say to each other, well, I don't know who shot that. I didn't shoot. He didn't shoot. I don't know who shot that. Number. Hold on. Amelia says, if you kill a police officer, there's an enhancement to the punishment. And that's true. Yeah. See, this that's is, number seven, this maybe. is, this is <laughs> what, this is the big problem that I have with all of this enhanced penalties for violent crimes. Mm -hmm. We, in, in you get an enhanced sentence if you kill a postman. Yeah. Then the guy who's, you know, your next door neighbor. I don't like how our our legal system rates people's lives based on their jobs. Life is life. When you talk about lives, why does one person have a a more valuable life than another person based on their employment? Does the wife of, of your next-door neighbor have any less love for the wife of the postman? 
Let's do seven since you keep wanting to go there. Okay. Well, it's not me. I mean, I'm just <laughs> these. Are okay, the people, so, so seven. It's not actually seven in order. It's actually it's seven, four it's in seven order. Seven on my list. So seven the, on your the, list. The, Why do bad officers one? remain undetected and unaccountable? It just keeps coming up. Um, and and th and this, I thought this is the one that's going to tick people off. So this is this is the whole when you're talking about you be careful how you say it and people are hesitant and all this stuff. Um, and I'll just say it: the deification or lionization of what we call uh, first responders to the point of overgeneralization. Okay, yes. so well, I don't think that's offensive. I mean, it's about as no, specific no. as you can get. When I explain what I'm what it what I mean, it's going to be offensive to yeah. many people we know, many people we associate with. Yeah, uh, we just heard, and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to start anything. Good people that I love and respect. Okay. We just listened to a preacher who I love, respect, I appreciate you. He, but he told a story about his the way he personally interacts with military service member, you know, and, and, and many, many people do this, okay? Every service member I see, you know, I thank him for his service, go out of the way, shake, shake their hand, you know, people stand up on planes, clap, cheer. Okay, fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. We're both veterans. We both served in the military, all right? I served with some of the biggest idiots. The most vile and, and, people. And most vile people Absolutely. I've ever met in my life. Absolutely. I served right alongside them within yes. the military. The unit, what clothes you're wearing tells you nothing about who that person is, whether they're a good person or a bad person. We have taken this. We, so the Bible says, give honor where honor is due. We have we have raised respect, right? Respect for the fireman who goes, puts his life on the line, put that fire out, you know, and help you. The policeman who who stands in the gap and you know helps you. Okay, respect, honor for you doing that. But just because you're wearing a uniform, I don't know anything about what you done, what you've done or haven't done, or what the character. Uh, is within you. I don't know you as an individual. So we have taken honor and respect to, to a, a really, I think, dangerous level of deification and lionization uh, of, 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 all, of people in uniform. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, th and we used to have that mentality until, I mean... The, I had the, that mentality until I actually served with some of the these The light people. switch went on, you know. We, Come on now. But even I mean, I had to, you know, even while I was still in the military, I had to rise up and come against a commander over me who was right. one of the vilest people I've ever served with. But listen, we, you know, even after, so we would, like you may do that in the airport. Let's say, here's your kids. You know, thank you for your service and mm -hmm. just all this stuff on and on and this, this, this praise for no, no contextual reason, nothing mm -hmm. connects. So if your kids are watching that, what is, what is the message mm -hmm. that just because that guy has those, that, the, the clothing on, right, mm -hmm. that's a form of brainwashing. It's a form of mm -hmm. brainwashing. Okay, again, you're, talk, you're looking at two veterans sitting here saying this. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, I understand the intent of people's hearts to want to do that. But we need to think about what message we are actually sowing into the minds of our children. Uh, what about, what, what about um, 
judging someone on the content of their character. Can I just simply say that John Kerry served in the military? Look, I was... And the man was despised by everyone that he served with. I'll tell you a quick story. Guy I knew that I served with side by side, okay? McCain? I'm not going to name him or anything like that. People... People who know you, you know, right? People I serve with, you hear this, you know I'm talking about. I, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't shame the guy. I mean, an otherwise good guy, but uh, had a problem with spinning tails, okay? The guy during Desert Storm, he was in the Navy, okay? But he flew in from somewhere into, I think, Texas. And he was dressed in a Green Beret outfit. As an, I think as, it was in his, the Navy. He was in. He was. He was a sailor. Okay? He was a sailor. Okay. I believe be it belonged to his father or grandfather or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of these, you know, what we'd call stolen valor kind of thing. But here he was in the uniform. The uniform indicated Green Beret. Blah blah blah. People cheering, clapping. He and you know how he got outed by. You know how they knew this. CNN was there. This was during Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. CNN or some news news agency is there and interviewed this guy right in a sense of oh you know this is great and uh, you know thank god for our veterans blah 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 my point is this guy was in a uniform right but it wasn't who you thought he was so you don't know who that guy is just because he's wearing a uniform Mm -hmm. i mean we see this dude we see these five officers they all had uniforms they were all officers. They were all first responders. Their character has now been revealed. Right. So, but but that's that's the thing here. Why don't you? Why don't we talk about it? Right. People say this. We have to talk about this. People by the say way. right, and that's the thing. And, and, and I'm not apologizing. By the way, I'm not apologizing for anything I put on Instagram. I stand by every freaking word I've said. Every word I've said. I'm sorry it hurts your feelings, but we need to have this conversation, okay? And people say. Uh, you know, I was talking about the. I said about the looters. Uh, if you get, if you spend three hours, you know, ranting about the looting, which is bad, which is not the response that should happen. No. Okay, and I feel sorry for these people that lost their business. Those are criminal acts. There's no question about it. Yeah, but, you have to prosecute but, the criminals. But in all cases. But if you spend three hours ranting about the looting that's going on, and you've not said a word. Every time some bad cop has killed an American, really, I don't want to hear from you. You don't have any credibility with me. I understand where you're coming from, and I agree with you on that point. But really, I'd rather you be quiet or let spend three hours talking about George Floyd being handcuffed face down on the concrete, being murdered, begging for his life while, for, while officers just watched, did nothing, prevented uh, other residents from doing something. Okay, let's spend a few hours talking about that, then we can discuss the looting. You know what, JC? We put up this week an article by a Harvard Law professor that said that uh, churches are to blame for COVID deaths because their uh, their belief in, in life, uh, in, in eternal life, their life after death, gives them a low regard for life on earth, Right. That that's what they said. Right. But what we really need to understand is people like that Harvard law professor, people like 
those, and I'm going to use the Democrat word, right? People on that side, they're the ones that truly have a disregard for life. This is what I, I think. What is this? Why can't we talk about what is this? It's because we have devalued life itself to such a degree. And I don't want to I, I don't want to make this about one color of skin or another color of skin. But the bottom line is we raise up societies of people thinking that it's OK to murder babies. There is there is an astronomically high proportion of of black babies aborted as to white babies. You have a whole society there bred to disregard life, taught to disregard life. How do you sit back and you watch something like this happen? Because we as a society have such a disregard for life. We don't value life anymore the way we're supposed to. If it's just an undesirable person, then that's fine. Who cares about the people in the ALFs? Who cares about our elderly anymore? Let's just lock them away in a home. We don't honor our parents anymore the way the Bible tells us to. You taught that from the pulpit. That honor your parents means you're supposed to take care of them in their older age. We don't honor people anymore. We don't even honor our elderly anymore. I actually had a conversation um we have a group of pastors across the globe that I've been connected with because of all of this attack on the church across the globe. And one of the pastors said, how is it that, that all your, your elderly are, are in these homes and they're all dying in these homes? And I said it because we don't respect life anymore. We don't respect the life of our elders anymore. That is something that is just obscene to other cultures in the world. Mm -hmm. Next, I won't, won't dwell on this, but um, officers are taught, not not in the academy, not in their training, they're taught by other officers, right? The, the, the rookies show up and they say, forget everything you learn in academy, that's not how it's done on the street. A couple of techniques they use uh, in, in the, the, the court, I was in fear for my life, okay, mm -hmm. one technique. The other technique that they use is the stop resisting, stop resisting. They repeat that over and over again while they're beating the crap out of somebody. Stop resisting, stop oh, resisting. Because so that's how techniques. they protect themselves right. in the courtroom. They're, they're establishing a record. So those are techniques that, you know, keeps them unaccountable as well. And idiots fall for that. Juries fall for that. You know, connect that with the deification, the bias. Uh, then then they, they want to fall for that, by the way. The juries mm -hmm. want to fall for mm -hmm. that. So it gives the juries a way uh, and out. Um, next, this is huge. It's is why they're, why they're not held accountable, because all of this is viewed through a racial lens. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the traps. Well, that goes back uh, to what I was saying about yeah. disregarding the value of life. We disregard right. certain val the life of certain people. That goes back to the enhanced sentencing as well. But, but we more- have, We have higher hierarchy of life value right. in America. But more pointedly, it is used as a tactic of division. Right. Okay, I truly believe uh, that and you believe me, not believe you, whatever. And I don't. I, and I and I see you guys read this red flag conversation nonsense, whatever. Okay, uh, th these you call them deep states, subversives, whatever. I truly believe that the that they have sent these evil people. Uh, it's a plan to get these evil people into police departments to do things just like this for the sole purpose of of starting a civil war, starting a race war. Uh, I believe these guys have been planted in 
police police departments all over this country, uh, not to mention the culture that they've tried to shape within that and then the protection with the police unions. And so uh, then one of the traps that people are drawn into is framing all of this in a racial narrative, both sides I'm talking about. So right. you have the, the social justice uh, side that that's, that's all they're ever gonna talk about and it's you see one person who does this who's white and then it's broadened out to you know all white people uh, call the cops on black people all white people shoot want black people dead and it's just broadened out to this racial generaliz generalization mm -hmm. and then the other side uh, is drawn into the trap as well they start trotting out arguments against that by saying well more black people shoot black people and all these statistics about black on black crime and blah 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 so so you meet a racial argument with a racial argument, which builds the racial animosity. You're not actually you're not having a conversation about accountability, not about righteousness, not about uh, they're all government. But you, you answer the yeah. you answer so race with why does it got to be about trap. race? Why is it got to be all about race? So all the time, the whole time you're answering a racial argument with a racial argument because mm -hmm. we can't break free from that paradigm. Why can't it be a man in uniform killed a man on the street because right. he didn't follow proper procedure? He actually not only didn't follow proper procedure, he went contrary to the procedure. He used procedure they were prohibited from using. Why can't the conversation be that simple? And that's what I, you had mentioned before when I talked about earlier about how Rush was saying that our local governments have become politicized and i believe that's the way he was expressing what you were expressing there mm -hmm. about the deep state infiltrators who have put people in there to breed civil unrest they yep. want civil unrest don't tell me i'm wrong i actually read an amazing book about the war in rwanda the war, the war, and, and, and I'm going to say the S word, so now we can have all the conspiracy theories fly, you know, the, all the conspiracy theories haters fly out there. George Soros, this is a fact, George Soros organized the, the civil unrest in Rwanda to control the resources of that area. Mm -hmm. There is no more effective way to control a country, a nation's resources than to put them in a state of civil unrest so that the government has to declare martial law. When they declare martial law because they're in a state of civil unrest, then all of a sudden everything is owned and controlled by government. And, and when you say that. government, you mean Soros, the people that Soros works for, because Soros is not the big guy. Yeah. You see, because you don't even know the names of the big guys. If I have trillions, if I have more money than Zuckerberg, you don't know my name. I have no footprint. That's number one on my list. If I ever get to be a gazillionaire, <laughs> you don't know my name. I'm not on any lists and I have no footprint. As a matter of fact, I might have 17 different identities. You don't know me. I'm going to have people under me doing all of this. Soros is a minion for someone else. And when Soros and his people succeed in creating civil unrest in America, then guess what? And hey, don't take me wrong. I'm not saying we don't protest. Somebody said, Chrisanne, you believe that, that the government wants civil unrest, so why do you tell people to protest? It just plays right into their hands. Yeah, and if you mean false flag in the sense of this is orchestrated and, and designed uh, so that you have people like this to murder, 
uh, people in the streets. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, a couple couple people came at me with false flag in the sense of nobody actually died. It was some theatrical presentation. Whatever. Find a different show. Um, so. Anyway, the, so not only the racial lens, but the partisan lens, right, goes hand in hand with that. Mm -hmm. It's viewed through the racial lens. It's viewed through the partisan lens, right? Because I hear, oh, this is, you know, this is just to make Trump look bad, like when they're complaining and, and they're pointing this out. So they're pointing out the, that, uh, you know, a cop killed somebody just to make Trump look bad. Are, are, you, are you crazy? Not everything I mean, is on. about Trump. So, no, not a, everything a guy is about actually, Trump. actually died that shouldn't have died. Uh, this is not procedure. Th this is this is outrageous. It has nothing to do with political optics. I mean, wh what is that? So they want to spin this, mm -hmm. the racial narrative, political narrative. They spin it to to make Trump look bad. That's a completely separate conversation. Right. But that we should disregard, shrug this off. It's really not a problem. This is okay because it's just to make Trump look bad. That's crazy. Right. That's crazy. Come on, guys. So don't don't peddle that here. Uh, tribalism is obviously one we've talked about many times, which goes you know into uh, the racial and the partisan thing. And this is a this is a, a couple of big ones. Um, just the discard uh, discarding the rule of law, uh, as well as policies and procedures. You you look at uh, you look at the way um, these things go down. And people will say, oh, you know, they need they need better training. Mm -hmm. The things that they're doing, they're not trained to do that. The part of the training, right, the part of the training that's wrong, the better training that they need is is the part of the rule of law and the principles of liberty that's missing from their training. Mm -hmm. they, that they don't understand that they're there to protect people's rights not be enforcers, not not rule enforcers, right? Law enforcement, that, that whole, that, that's, we shouldn't even use that terminology, law enforcement. That's not your job. It's not your job to enforce law. It's your job to protect people's rights. That's what you took an oath to do. And so, you, but as far as the tra training, the procedures that they use every time, mm -hmm. just about every time you look at one of these incidents, it's violations of procedures. They don't teach that in the academy. That's not in police policy. But yet the police chiefs, out of the pressure from the unions and, and, and their loyalty, their blind loyalty to the blue line, they will stand up and say, no policy was violated. That's utter nonsense. So let me, let me because we have a few minutes left, Jesse, let me talk about this specifically, discarding the rule of law and what it does to society. If you want an in-depth understanding of this, you need to go read Bastiat's The Law. Bastiat The Law explains so specifically what happens when the rule of law discarded and when society starts discarding the rule of law. And when rule of law becomes oppressive, then people have no choice but to discard the rule of law. Let me read to you what Alexander Hamilton wrote in Federalist 78. And this is, this is what we need to understand, and I want to bring this into the Constitution because that's what we're about. He says, no legislative act, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. To deny this would be to affirm that the deputy is greater than his principal, that the servant is above his master, and that the servant uh, and that the representatives of the people are superior to the people themselves, that men acting by virtue of powers may do not only what their powers do not authorize, but what they forbid. 
when you disregard the rule of law, when you disregard the Constitution, when you disregard the supreme laws of the land that put the, the liberty and the lives of the people first, what you're telling people in government, the deputies, and, and, and I mean that in because you have to understand, officers are a representation of the people. They work for us. And when you tell them is you are above the people because you are above the very supreme principle that places you in office. And what happens is you put them above the people, then then they disregard the people themselves. This is Bastiat's essay, The Law? Is no, that what, what, this what is Alexander reading? Hamilton's Federalist 78. Federalist 78. S Federalist 78. That men acting by virtue of powers may do not only what their powers do not authorize, but what they forbid. Amen. When you deny law. Winged, I'm not knocking conspiracy theorists, <laughs> uh, so-called. Noah was a conspiracy theorist until it rained. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if, if you're saying that this is orchestrated, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. What absolutely. I'm talking about Somebody is died. a couple of people who came, who messaged me, and, and friends, I consider them friends. I'm just saying, don't, don't bring that here. Saying, nobody died, this was some theater thing. That's not what happened here. A man is dead. A city block is burned to the freaking ground. There are more riots probably happening as we speak. Okay, uh, something happened, mm -hmm. uh, and it's not just this time. This mm -hmm. has happened over and over and over again. There is a long string. Matter of fact, let me give you the statistics. Okay, a an officer is killed. And, and by the way, I researched this. I, I did the numbers, FBI numbers, watchdog groups. I ran the numbers for a presentation I gave 10 years ago. This has been consistent for 20 years, 20 solid years. Uh, on average, a, a officer is, is killed in what's known as felonious death of an officer. Not, you know, he had a heart attack, he choked on a Twinkie, whatever but felonious death of an officer. That happens once every seven days, okay? A civilian has, is killed by a police officer, an, an officer, every eight hours. That's hour for hour, that's something like 27 times higher for a civilian to be killed by uh, an officer mm -hmm. than an officer to be killed in a felonious attack. Well, we are at the end of our show today. I wanted to mention that Sherry in our chat room here at YouTube has it absolutely right. You cannot believe that we are going to have any any real peaceful solution anytime sh soon now that uh, now that Sharpton and, and Jackson are, are in the front lane. They are, they are race pimps. They are uh, division prostitutes, they're going to make sure that they ride this as best as they can. And so please pray. And most of all, don't stop having the conversations. Yeah. We've got to talk about this or it's not going to go away. And then people like Sharpton and Jackson will work to make it worse. Well, and we, we've allowed them to have the stage, okay? Mm -hmm. By not holding these bad officers accountable for this long when for all our various reasons you know because we hate black lives matter movement and we hate colin kaepernick and all the reasons that we 
did nothing to hold these bad officers accountable. We've allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. The, the, the racial narrative is going full bore. The push for civil war is going full bore. You're practically at the point where you better be able to protect yourself. That's where they're driving us to. But we have, we have to stop this now. Yeah. If we don't turn this thing around now by bringing accountability measures, and, and I mean, at the state level, federal level, it needs to happen or a, a war is coming. That's, yeah. that's just all there is to it. I see meme after meme, tweet after tweet, post after post. People are gearing up. They don't care. They're fed up. And you're, you're going to be associated simply because of the color of your skin, even if you believe everything that guy believes. He, he's against you just because of the color of your skin. We got to talk those people down off the ledge. We got to bring accountability to this, and we need a great awakening. We need virtue and knowledge and yes. to stand up as we righteous people who do right and stand for right and love your neighbor as yourself. You see some of this stuff going down. You need to you need to be willing to put your life on the line and intervene for your neighbor. Protect your neighbors. We've been unwilling to do that, and now they've drawn us into this trap. We better wake up. And I just want to say as we close, uh, thank you to uh, Donovan Jewett for his super chat today. But I also want to mention to you, um, why don't we want to fight in a war? Because I don't want my son to fight. And civil wars don't end in a generation. This is not the future that I want for my son. So stand for it now when you can peacefully stand for it so he won't have to fight later. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.